Welcome to the Daily Horror Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Krieger, bringing you daily reviews of current and classic horror movies for your twisted pleasure. Be aware that these reviews and discussions may include spoilers. And as always, I hope you enjoy. Just a little friendly advice. Just get out of my seat. Come on. There you go. <laughs> Welcome to the last ship making the journey to New Earth. For the next six months, we will blaze across space and time. I hope it's the paradise they said it would be. I don't know what could have done this. Something seems to be dissolving him from the inside out. It's not human. And it might still be out there. If it's out there, we kill it. Remember how to use one of those things? What do you think? Look up! Light him up! There are 300,000 souls on this ship. So we're headed to New Earth at the speed of light with an alien? Yeah, we got it. What are you gonna do? Improvise! Bullets were useless. What about fire? Might work. Alright, who wants barbecue? On paper, there's little about Breach that isn't right up my alley. Deep space horror, a parasitic threat, and Bruce Willis and Thomas Jane kicking extraterrestrial ass. And while the film presents a laundry list of appealing concepts and promises, its ability to satisfyingly deliver on any of them is another matter. Currently streaming on video-on-demand services, director John Suits and writers Edward Drake and Corey Large have created yet another environmental cautionary tale with Breach. Set in 2242 AD, Breach's portrayal of humanity is a rather bleak one. Humans ravaging of Earth has led to their fleeing to the stars to escape a deadly plague. Our protagonist Noah, played by Cody Kearson, and his pregnant wife Haley, played by Cassandra Clemente, barely make it aboard the colony ship, Hercules, before it launches for the colony planet New Earth. With their troubles seemingly behind them, Haley heads to cryosleep for the six-month duration of their journey, while Noah handles his post as a janitor. Though, something has made it aboard the ship. Not a simple stowaway, but a life form, and a hungry one at that. A parasitic organism begins infecting crew members, turning them into zombie-like killers, and it's up to a ragtag group of survivors, led by a drunken Clay Young, played by Bruce Willis, to save the ship's crew. If this narrative sounds somewhat familiar to you, that's because it is. Breach follows its rudimentary narrative framework to the T, making for a film that plays out exactly as you'd expect it to. Some attempts are made to provide a bit more variety to its story by introducing a faction of rebels that think humanity should end rather than restart on another world. This narrative thread never delves deeper into their ideology or amounts to any interesting plot developments, other than a character using it as a flimsy justification for their seditious actions. As for Breach's characters and star power, where to begin? Most characters are aggressively aggro, hard-drinking hardos who spend much of their time reveling in their degenerate nature. 
In contrast, our protagonist Noah's only real defining trait is that he's at complete odds with the rest of the crew. This results in a majority of dialogue amounting to others belittling and bullying Noah, given his unassuming and soft-spoken nature. So to say that dialogue lacks any real engagement or provides further understanding of characters would be an understatement. You would hope that considering the film's protagonist is rather forgettable, the star power of Bruce Willis and Thomas Jane would help to shed some semblance of personality, or action, or humor, or something. Something being the key word here. Let's begin with Mr. Jane. Despite Thomas Jane's being third billing on Breach's poster, he is in all of 10 minutes of this movie, which frankly is bullshit. He appears early on to establish he's the admiral in charge and that Haley is his daughter. He then shows up one hour later for an underwhelming action segment. Other than vaping and being a cliched riddled, I should kill you for dating my daughter, overprotective father type, Jane's involvement is a wasted opportunity, given what he's capable of. And then there's Bruce Willie. Now, I don't want to laud him as some reverent star, because outside of looking good holding a gun, Bruce Willis is just okay in my book. But you would think with a filmography that spans 40 years and some of the most famous action movies of all time, he'd leave some kind of mark on Breach. And now for a brief intermission. If you've been enjoying this episode of Daily Horror Habit, please take a moment to subscribe to the show on your preferred streaming platform or leave us a review on iTunes. And thank you for your continued support, and I hope you enjoy the remainder of today's horrifying episode. And even here, the film underwhelms. Willis does little more than lift a flask to his lips or bust characters' balls, the punchline always being to the effect of, I'll kick your ass. In one scene in particular, he literally punches someone as a punchline. Really, really amazing stuff. Attaching these two big-name actors onto Breach brings nothing to the film, as their nondescript characters could be played by literally anyone. Which, had they picked cheaper actors to play those roles, perhaps that money could have been funneled back into the film's production value. It should be no surprise that my qualms with the film largely stem from its inconsistent writing and underwhelming performances, which continuously fail to resonate on any level. That being said, I could have potentially overlooked some of these elements had the film delivered on its action horror premise, which the film also manages to blunder as well. Breach is essentially a zombie space film. Crew members become infected by a parasitic worm and then beat or eat anyone they stumble upon to death. We get brief glimpses of the worm early on, and when zombies open their mouths, a worm tentacle protrudes, but if you blink, you'd miss it. Constantly shooting around moments that require clear glimpses of the creatures are so painstakingly evident that it makes you wonder why they would even bother with this premise for the film if they weren't going to give fans what they clearly want. Even though the film never capitalizes on scaring the audience, I could potentially get behind a straight-up action shoot-em-up approach, but even here, the action doesn't deliver. A majority of the action is so tightly shot that it obscures the audience's view of what is actually happening. We often see limbs landing on the ground or close-up shots of guns being fired rather than the impact of the actual action and violence that's occurring. The viewer sees the after-effects of violence, or said act of violence, but rarely any actual contact. This essentially neuters action as it feels as if the crew are shooting around action to conceal the film's constraints, which they clearly are doing. And this, unfortunately, is what makes Breach feel cheap. The effects work is that of a made-for-TV movie plagued by artificial gun effects, poor CGI, and some egregiously messy and brief creature design. Which sucks, because on paper, this seems like an entertaining formula, even if it was never indicative of being the next great space horror film. 
Despite its promising premise and seemingly the star power to back it up, Breach's failure to capitalize on any real semblance of its potential makes it a film I wouldn't recommend, even just to pass the time. Making this one deep space dive you want to stay in cryosleep for. And that'll do it for another episode of Daily Horror Habit. I'll see you guys tomorrow for another Daily Horror Movie Review. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to Daily Horror Habit on your preferred streaming service and follow the show on Instagram at Daily Horror Habit and on Twitter at Daily Horror Pod for episode updates. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you guys next time.